Hello there, I'm Mystic. Welcome to my new podcast where I have a new conversation with a guest every single day. And they all have some pretty passionate things to say about the state of the world. So join us today, subscribe, like, and share wherever you listen to us and tell us your opinions. We may have you on the show. Oh, and remember, always have fun. Hi, Jay. Thank you so much for participating in this podcast. I really appreciate your time. Well, thank you for having me. Of course. And thank you to all of our listeners. I'm so grateful that you're here. I hope that wherever you are in this world, that you're safe and that you're healthy. And so is your family. And we're sending prayers to you. Um, I had the opportunity of meeting Jay a number of years back in Washington, D.C., when I had a meeting with uh, the CEO for PBS. And uh, Jay and I had a great conversation. And I'd love for him to share a little bit about what he's doing now, where he finds himself, um, and, and see uh, where we, what, how we're doing in this, in this great nation. Great. So, so how, how, where are you at right now, Jay? I am in the suburbs of Washington. So you're still out in Washington and you're in the suburbs of Washington. And how is it out there in the middle of this pandemic? How is it? Uh, well, things are uh, starting to, um, things are starting to get more interesting as, uh, We've been in a shelter in place now for probably um, maybe about a week and a half now. Uh, most most people who have who have the ability to telework, they're working from home. Um, and essential workers, those are people who work in, uh, you know, what they consider essential businesses. They're allowed to uh, come and go to and from work. But basically, we we've been ordered to stay at home. And not come out unless it's for an essential activity. So pretty much um, like the rest of this country. But what about the hospitals? Do you see any changes in the hospitals when you do go out? Well, I'm not. I'm not going anywhere near any hospital. <laughs> I'm, not trying, <laughs> I'm not trying to be anywhere near a hospital right now. That's that's where that's where there's trouble. Um. So you haven't you haven't had the opportunity to take a look and see if there's people standing in lines, if they're following the, you know, the safe distancing. Um, well, there's, there's a, I, uh, I went to a hospital several weeks ago and um, basically uh, there was a line of cars outside, uh, but it's, it's, it's interesting because um, in order to even get tested, uh, you have to fall into a number of categories and most people do not fall into those categories unless they're like sick already. So the lines outside are even for people who are just trying to go see, you know, who are just trying to go to the emergency room period. They're treating everybody as if, if they're positive, which makes me feel like there's something there that, you know, that we don't know. Like they're treating everyone as if they have it already before you even get tested or anything. So guilty before even having been proven not guilty or innocent. I mean, right. I thought everyone was supposed to be innocent going in. That's, that's, that's 
That's a little bit strange. I haven't heard that one before. Um, so you did go to a hospital about two weeks ago, but it wasn't during the pandemic or it was on the brink of well, the pandemic? It wasn't during the shelter in place. So people still had the ability to move to and fro. Um, but um, and, it, just, and it was like normal. It was normal. No, it wasn't really normal. They were actually, the hospital actually was not allowing anyone who didn't work at the hospital inside the hospital. You couldn't go visit anyone. You couldn't go, um, you know, inside the hospital. It was only for workers, staff. Um, so it wasn't normal. It, this was before the shelter in place. So, I'm pretty so sure patients not. and staff. Yes, only patients and staff were allowed inside the hospital. Interesting. And this is pretty much um, in Washington. I mean, because you live on the outskirts, you know, I'm assuming yeah, that yeah. Washington a, is where the action is at. <laughs> yeah, it's considered uh, DMV. is the uh, D.C., Maryland, Virginia, you know, uh, um, Northern Virginia area. So this area is what they call the, the capital region. So, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. And as I understand it from many of our conversations, you used to work for the, the United Nations, correct? Yes. Doing doing what specifically? If you can share that with uh, with, with me in the audience. Proc- yes, procurement. I did, I did procurement. Can, can what what is that? <laughs> for procurement the people who don't the, know what procurement is, can you share with us a little is, bit? Yes, it is the purchase of goods and services um, for your organization. So, basically, uh, you you write. You do, you have, a. there's a need that's established by someone and you go out there and you fulfill that need. and You create a contract that then binds two different uh, entities into a, 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 a situation where they provide either a good or a service. And, and working, working for the UN, were you allotted any, you know, specific type of um treatment can you share oh, with I us mean, a little bit about well i i was over so i was overseas at some point and um it, yes i was in a in a i was actually in a uh in a war area um, or a post-war area and um we had to procure all sorts of things from uh, construction materials to medicine to food to clothing i mean everything you can imagine uh we have to procure wow now that's interesting and so um how do you feel about what what your job was like how do you feel about the un at large well on the surface uh there's definitely um it's a it's a uh it's a mission that needs to be done um, you know, I look at it like global uh, social service, you know, uh, for those countries that can't um, fend for themselves or don't have the resources, the UN is there to aid and assist in, you know, making sure that the citizens are taken care of. And that's on a, on a surface level. Yeah, obviously. I mean, when you look, when you dig deeper, there's politics involved and everything. There's a lot of, uh, you know, as you, I'm sure you're aware, the United States, you know, currently the current administration 
doesn't believe in the United Nations. And you know, they've always threatened to cut funding or, you know, do their own thing. I mean, it's, it's always a, a fight, um, you know, politically. But I think the things that actually they do on the ground uh, does make a difference. Right. So it's about helping other people, helping other countries, uh, yeah. helping yeah. individuals to get by right. with food and clothing right. and, and medical supplies all around the world. But now it yeah. seems like we need that. And, and well, we what we what we need is leadership. Uh, we don't have leadership, uh, so you know one thing that the UN works on is that it's clearly established who is in charge when you go into an area, and um, you know you're working in conjunction with the government or with other, um, you know, with other non-governmental agencies. Everybody's working towards a common goal. Um, yeah, and it, right now we don't have that. We have quite the opposite well this isn't a political show in regard in, in that like i'm not going to really everyone has an opinion and i don't think that this this is a platform specifically for that because i'm not into politics um and i have my own personal um belief and i'm not going to um share that because i don't think it's really relevant What's relevant right now is that everyone on the globe is healthy and safe and that the elderly are not going to get kicked out to the side and and they're not going to give up their lives um, for other people. I think that's crazy. I mean, they helped to build this country and they made all their money. Um, they worked really hard. Some people have money, some people don't. And to think that they're also going to give their lives for us, I think is ridiculous. I, I think that's well, enough. I, I, can, I, can, I, can, uh, I can counter that with, I don't know about the elderly, but this current pandemic is affecting African-Americans more than anybody else at rates higher than anyone else. So I wouldn't necessarily focus on the elderly. I think it's... Well, that's what we're being told by the news, but we don't know if that's true. Well, then we could say the same about the elderly, then, right? I mean, it, that's what we're, be, we're being told. Absolutely, about them too. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, because you know, coming from media, I mean, this is what I do—the media, not news, definitely not news—but I understand it in a, in a completely different way, and I've seen things and heard things that just completely shocked me. Um, and so that's why I'm doing this because everybody has an opinion and I want to know how everyone's doing all of, all around the world. And I want to know if what we're being spoon fed is indeed the truth. And it sounds like from what I'm hearing is that the epicenter of this whole pandemic, um, how it's being controlled rather, um, is really in Washington. And so it seems like from what I can hear in your voice is that it's pretty calm. It's abnormal to stay in our homes. It's abnormal to well, have this implemented, but at the same I have, time. I have, I have friends in the New York area. I would disagree that it's the DC area. I think it's uh, currently is the New York, New Jersey area. No, I was actually, talking about DC. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, even in DC, it's actually not, um, it's not as bad. I mean, there are some cases, but it's definitely not. Per you know, per capita is not as um, as some other places. 
pretty much life as usual. You know, there are, you know, some you know, people are taking precautions, um, but it's not to the extent of what we're seeing in other areas. But so you don't feel that this pandemic is warranted? By 2000, uh, the UN puts out a annual report every year of, um, you know, the biggest things that are, that are facing the planet. And back in 2000, the, the number one thing that was facing the planet was overpopulation. So I think that um, that's something just to keep in mind as, uh, as we move forward. I think the world is overpopulated and, you know, um, it's not. Fun. That's what we're being told, right? That's what we're being told. Well, that's that was that was one of the things that came out back in 2000. This is before, you know, any of these um, different and, you know, uh, diseases came out, whether it's SARS or Mars or you know, avian flu or whatnot. I mean, before any of these different things back in 2000, overpopulation was the thing that they said was the number one issue facing mankind. Who's the, who's the they that you're referring to? The UN, who's the they? United, the United Nations. Oh, the UN. Okay. Yeah. So they, the, so what they were facing back in 2000 was the fact, according to the UN, that we had overpopulation. And at that time, do you remember what um, the population of the globe was? Do, do you uh, remember if they I, had... I, 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 yeah, I don't recall what it was. Huh. Okay. But we've, we've been exponentially uh, increasing. You know, it's, we're going, basically, they were saying that the planet couldn't sustain the amount of people that were on it for too much longer. Well, yeah, that's the pop. Right. So are you thinking that the population is being weeded out right now? Well, it's not, it's, it's not far fetched to think that. Well, what are your reasons? Uh, history, um, you know, the, the the we have a we have a government that is always willing to experiment with people um, without telling the people. So um, it's happened before where they use people as experiments, and it's just not far fetched to think that that could be the case again. Well, the interesting thing, and I hear you, right? Absolutely, because um, in a show, a previous show I had done, we were talking a little bit about 5G and how 5G, the radiation that it emits and how it's being used and how like different populations are being targeted and impoverished and whatnot. I mean, the list goes on and on. But again, these are conspiracy theories or a quote unquote, that's what they're called. Um, I personally believe that the word conspiracy was used as a weapon against the people that were shouting out the truth. Now, not all conspiracy theories are accurate. Most of them are not. But there are some people and that this was going to happen for a long time, like almost 30 years. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I think conspiracy yeah. theories have some truth in them, which is why they're so, uh, you know, they, which is why they they could entice you to believe that they're true. They have some shreds of truth, to, you know, to them. So. Hello. Hello. Jay, are you there? 
Uh, it looks like we just got cut off. Jay, are you there? Jay. I will be back. Hello. Hi, Jay. Is that yes. you? Oh, my gosh. Yes, okay, great, great. Oh. <laughs> so it looks like you got bumped off for a little bit, but we're back on. And I know that you were talking about something really important. And it was called population control. Please right. take it away. So, I'm, well, so you know, when you look at the fact that uh, the world body, which is the United Nations, stated that the number one problem facing uh, the world was population control or, or overpopulation, should I say? Um, and that and that was, was in the year two thousand, correct? In the year two thousand, that they basically were stating that the world could not sustain uh, the amount of people that were living in it, and that had to do with the food supply so when you put well, you know when you put together and that's very uh, you know very relevant to today for example when we have we we know the fact about gmo right where gmo is we're not eating food as natural a, a, a lot of the food that we eat is you know genetically engineered and um the nutrients are not there and um we're actually living off of food that is you know manufacturing labs and has a lot of chemicals, and so when you look at, I mentioned a, a few minutes ago about how this disease right now is affecting African Americans at a higher rate. You have to look at it from the point of view of nutrition, because a lot of the, you know, people in urban areas do not have the ability to have good nutrition. So um, it makes sense that they would be impacted more by if there's this virus that's going around that is affecting, you know, people's bodies, um, it seems like people who are healthy and practice good nutrition seem to have a better uh, chance of beating it than those who don't. Um, you know, these are all the things that you could take into account and to see that, that what could be possible as far as uh, what the government could be doing to depopulate. All over the world. Yeah. But interestingly yeah. that enough that you should say that and bring that up. And I'm so grateful that you have, because I did see that African-Americans um, at 19 percent just last night were the highest of all. And the least were the Asian people, which is very interesting, um, considering that it did come from Wuhan, um, as, as just... we're being told. And I don't right. know. We could be wrong. I could be completely wrong. Um, but you know, well, Africa you... is, is, mm -hmm. is, doesn't have, so the people so in the, Africa are fine. Yeah. The cases that were actually reported in Africa, they were, it was brought over by people who returned to Africa from Europe. Right. Um, and that's because of, you know, there's different issues, there's different reasons why they say that that's, that's the case, but it could actually be also the fact that the nutritional value they eat real food there you know um, correct as much cool. as uh there could be uh you know shortages of food which is another issue that's not really uh it's not really the case you know they they do a lot of farming they do a lot of you know natural farming so but um going back to the issue of uh of, of the virus itself even there's eight different strains of this of this particular virus that's going around and um there's one particular strain that came from Wuhan. The United States actually has about five or six different of the of the eight different strains. And this thing has been around 
for a while longer than we um, have been told. Uh, and when the first when this first broke out in the in Washington State, they actually stated that uh, the the strain that was in Washington State actually had been in our population for some time, and it Correct. had nothing to do with the one in Wuhan. So well, so here is what I've I've heard again. This is all you know. I'm trying the the very best to bring up to date real news and not fake. Um, and if if somebody out there knows that this is incorrect, then please correct me. I'm okay with that. Um, but what I heard is that it, it it originated in Washington, the state of Washington, and it, there was a lab there, and it was and supposedly I don't know if this is true, um, but supposedly. Um, Bill Gates owned is one of the owners of that lab, and then that was taken to Wuhan. That's what I heard. Yeah. I could be completely right. wrong, uh, and you know, right? So that's one of the strains. That that's one of the strains. However, there's another story that says that it was actually came from a a, a bio warfare lab here in Maryland, in Fort Detrick, Maryland, and that that was taken to Wuhan during the uh, military world games. I never October. heard that. I never heard that one. Interesting. Yeah. So, so the story is basically, if you could look this up, actually, this is uh, this is fact. You can actually research this. Uh, in August of last year, Fort Detrick, Maryland, there's a is a is a a, a an army lab where they conduct uh, bio warfare um, uh, testing. They actually had their license revoked. Um, by the CDC because of the fact that they were being, uh, they weren't being cautious with how they dealt with their waste from their, oh. um, from their experiments. So the lab was shut down and this was in August of, two, of 2019. So apparently uh, in October of 2019 in Wuhan, they actually held something called the World Military Games and soldiers from Fort Detrick attended those games. And although they did not place in any event which um you know to think of it you know americans usually would you know you would you would think that americans would place at some sort of level um if they go to a military games you know event but anyways these soldiers didn't place in any event they just attended the the the, the, um the the games and from the story it goes that that's where possibly this was released in Wuhan to make it seem like it came from Wuhan. So I see, well, I see this. This is really interesting. I did find an article um, and it's at Fort Detrick in Maryland yes. at the United States military's main bio lab. Mm -hmm. And it says deadly germ researchers shut down at army lab over safety concerns. Mm -hmm. And that was August 8th, 2019. And it was a screenshot um, from the New York times um, they first came out with that article, and then I'm seeing this article right now um, from Lou, LouRockwell.com, um, mm -hmm. and the article was written on March 14th, 2020. So thank you, because I had not heard that one before, and that's very interesting. There's so many turns and twists and twists and turns, and you just don't right. know what what's true anymore, and it's a little bit nerve-wracking, and I think that the unknown is what has us... Well, really and to say, freaked out. To also say that that you can't this this has to turn political because uh, 
in the fact we also have a president who is it's just to me is the timing was very odd that we were in the middle of a tariff war with China and all of a sudden this happens. Um, you know, that that's one thing. The other thing I look at is the fact that the president has been out there pushing for a certain medic, uh, medic. So one of the things I used to purchase, actually, let me tell you, I used to purchase medications for um, the United States government. I actually purchased HIV medication, malaria medication, all sorts of other essential medicines um, for the government um, to be sent out to developing nations. So I'm very familiar with uh, different types of medications when it comes to malaria and HIV. These are the sort of uh, diseases. So while Trump is out here, um, you know, saying that there's been some promise showed by an anti-malarial drug that is not the case. Uh, it was just reported by the New York Times that he actually has a financial interest in a company that produces that same medicine. Um, so, you know, there's just so many different moving parts to the situation that we have a veil over our, our eyes right now. You know? Yeah. And we're, we're hoping that, um, you know, that it'll all be revealed to us. Are we going to like it? Probably not. Um, but then we're going to have to figure out, we're going to have to sit back and we're going to have to figure out what are we going to do with the information that we were just given. And hopefully we're crossing our fingers that it's the truth because when somebody lies to you over and over and then all of a sudden they tell you the truth, it's the truth is even hard to believe. It's even harder to believe many times because that person or the entity has lied over and over and over. It's almost like a sociopathic thing that's happening here. And we, we kept turning our cheek. We kept looking away. We didn't want to face the truth. And now look where we're at. You know, our men in the, and our men in this country are on lockdown. And well, I don't know if, how much longer. It's going to have to look at it from this point of view, too. I mean, so this is the other side of this where, you know, I think uh, studies show that people who, you know, e even older people who have social connections live longer. Mm -hmm. uh, we are we are social beings. Uh, we thrive in social, you know, situations. So they're teaching us how to be. They're sort of dehumanizing us right now. Uh, they're telling us don't be, you know, don't be social. Don't talk to your neighbor. Don't hug your neighbor. Don't, you know, keep. They're they're trying to move us away from the close interpersonal nature that we have, you know, naturally to have us, you know, to take that away from us. And I'm I'm wondering how long is that going to last? How long are people going to actually right? Before that's what I keep that? right. That's what I keep saying. You know, I, I well, and then I don't know if you heard this also that this is going to happen to us two more times aside from this one. Well, it's going to keep happening, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to yeah. happen to, to two more times. I, actually, I saw an article yesterday that said that this is the first inning of a nine-inning game that we should be prepared for this to be ongoing. The first one. Wow. Yes. Wow. That's, that's, that was what someone at the CDC said um, in an article that I read yesterday, that this well, is the, the first inning of a nine-inning game. <laughs> so ongoing in regards to the virus or ongoing to a new way of life, we're returning more 
into both. digital human being? Okay. Well, okay. yeah, both because the virus is not going to go away. So, you know, basically, if you think about, let's say, for example, like the eradication of polio or, you know, measles or something like that, right? Basically, you have to get, so this leads us to another conversation now, which is vaccinations. Um, you know, uh, um, so as I told you, I've worked with a lot of uh, pharmaceutical, I, I, I've actually worked for the biggest pharmaceutical company. Well, it's not, the, it's not a pharmaceutical company. It's actually a pharmaceutical standard setting operation. It's called the United States Pharmacopeia. And these uh, pharmacies, a lot of pharmaceutical operations have actually are indemnified from being sued. And um, they, they, they are looking for new, you know, since we're looking for new ways to get cheaper medicine, right? We're trying to get programs and social programs and social corporate responsibility. They, they have a way to actually, they're not making a lot of money per se in their eyes, right? They want to find new ways to make money. And one of those ways is vaccination. So basically, um, the what we're what we're moving towards now is for a new vaccination for everyone worldwide. Everyone will have to be vaccinated to against this coronavirus, right? So new, you know, new generations, you know, people having kids now, it's going to be something that you get as a child and you have to get a vaccination against. And you know, it, it's just another it's just another revenue stream for these companies. They're looking for more money. And and, and some people are a little bit nervous and scared because if you read the uh, what Obama signed and and I actually put it up on my Facebook um what he signed into law um which started with Bush and it has to do with the Patriot Act that legally they can come into our home the government can come into our home extract whoever they want to they can vaccinate and put chips in us and keep track of us I mean, it's all it's all there. You could you could take a look at that paperwork. It's kind of yeah. So kind of, kind of I, 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 I yeah. I um. So the the Patriot Act, the Patriot Act was the was the was the beginning of all this. To have, you know that set up the that set up the stage for everything else right. to happen. You know. Um. So. And we have um, to stop fighting because. They have us, they have everyone fighting against each other. Oh, Democrat, Republican, blah, blah, blah. I don't, I really don't care about any of that. And I've I've said this before, but what I care about is the health and safety of every single human being on this planet. Anything outside of that is in a Yeah, Democrat or Republican doesn't really make a difference. Yeah, I don't care about that. Who are the, who are the, the extremely rich, rich, you know, people that have, uh, you know that they have, uh, you know, and it's an old argument that the top one percent of the the top one percent of the population control ninety nine percent of the resources. I mean, we've heard that story before. Um, it's even more and more apparent now. Yeah, but it, but I think you know you know it's funny because I was thinking about this the other day, and I was thinking like, okay, so maybe the conspiracy theories were given to the people who would not go a- along with the whole system and they were given something to to the people that that were were thinkers or are thinkers and want to think outside of the box but at the same time i think it's almost like a form of manipulation as well like i think that's even also a form of manipulation 
And yeah, before I'm, we got cut off earlier, I was actually saying that conspiracy theories are so enticing because they have truth to them. They may not always be entirely true. They may not have all the pieces of the puzzle, but they have something there. And, but you know, when you have just, just enough, then you could cloud the rest of it by adding on a bunch of BS and, you know, people can get lost in what's really at stake. So, Right, it serves to, com- to confuse. Right, know, exactly. And, right. And it's interesting. I want to go back to that if we can, because in the year 2000, okay, you, Jay, you said you were working for the UN and that the big topic in the year 2000, that was 20 years ago, was um, overpopulation. Yes. And there were 6 million people, or 6 billion rather, excuse me, on the globe, a little over 6 billion. That was the mm-hmm. estimate. And now there's the estimate of 7.5 billion people on the globe. Right. So you feel that perhaps this is, you know, some t- type of lessening the um, the population with this yes, vaccine I mean, I feel or with that, this I, virus? Or? Well, I mean, I think that um, they're just, they, 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 you know, they've tried to, I think they've had several attempts at different things before with some of the other um no, they didn't make it to be pandemics, but you know, uh, some of the other things that hit the globe, like I said, as the SARS or the Mars or the one of the uh, other different types of flu, the avian flu, the West Nile virus, all these different things to me were sort of possibly, you know, uh, attempts to 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 deal with the situation, but not enough people were affected, and they needed to do something quickly. Um, because as you can, you know, as I think everybody has noticed, um, the world is changing, you know, the, we don't know why, but the weather patterns are different, you know, um, like I said, with the food situation, we're eating food that's not real. Uh, you know, we don't, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes and possibly it may be that they know something that we don't know and something had to be done. I don't know, but I, I definitely feel like you know, something is happening here. Well, okay. So here's something really, really out there. So, you know, I, because, you know, I, and I don't even know how Hollywood is going to survive through all this, but, you know, I, I did have the privilege of working um, and creating creating television and whatnot. Um, And, and there is some truth to in the films, the films have had, the most truth of any of anything I've seen out there thus far. Social conditioning, yeah, social conditioning, of course. Right, right. So Jupiter ascending, I was watching that from the Washington possibility of it. Um, you know what happened and with the UN in the year two thousand, the Matrix came out in nineteen ninety nine. So it doesn't surprise me that right. that's what they were talking about. But in Jupiter ascending, they actually talk about population control and how these quote unquote different entities from other worlds um, had had gone down to these different planets where there were people and how the earth was coveted because the energy that was so, let me tell you that not- energy that each person emits is highly highly valuable and this is what 
these entities Listen, feed on. So I just wanted to throw that out there. So if anyone's that, watching what? or listening or can rent Jupiter Ascending, they most certainly should. You you were saying? Let me tell you, that is that, that is not that far-fetched. I, I read a book in 1995 um, uh, when I was in actually in college by a gentleman by the name of uh, William Cooper. And uh, Mr. William Cooper was a naval intelligence officer who uh, said that he experienced uh, many different things that he put in this book. The, the book is called Behold the Pale Horse. Yeah. And he actually, he actually wrote in, in the book that in the beginning of the book, he wrote that he will be killed at some point, that he will be killed for writing what he's writing. And sure enough, about five years after he wrote the book, he was indeed killed um, by IRS agents serving a warrant, which <laughs> I'm still baffled by the idea that IRS agents are serving warrants with guns. So, but I'll, you know, I'll digress from that point. But in his book, he actually wrote about the fact that um, we will have an event that happens and that, you know, they will consolidate power, they will consolidate political power, financial power by an event that will try to bring the world together. And, you know, we thought that it was, we thought that was, you know, 9-11, but apparently that's too far gone and people have forgotten. So maybe this is the second part of that, but he also spelled out the fact that we do have actually pacts with other world beings and that they are allowed to come here and do experiments and, you know, so it, you have to read the book. There's a lot to di there's a lot to digest in the book, and um, he talks about the fact that actually that they will prepare you through Hollywood mm -hmm. for what's to yeah, come. Yeah, I'm very familiar. I'm very familiar with with, with Mr. Cooper's work, and um, not only did they use him and mind control and blah 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 and PizzaGate and I mean the list goes on and on, um, but. You know, I really feel that um, this this HIV, from what he said too, HIV and AIDS is was a man made created disease. Yes, yes, it was and created it was, in France. Yeah, it was specifically to target blacks, Hispanics, and homosexuals to eradicate the earth from blacks, Hispanics. All the groups, all the groups that the all the groups that the white Anglo-Saxon man hates. So absolutely. <laughs> so I just wanted to, to, to share that because it's a little bit disturbing that we now know 100% yes. that HIV is a man-made created disease. And, and just for people, you know, revelation is a revealing. The word revelation is a revealing of something that was in the dark. And right. so if we go based on the good book, you know, it will definitely delineate. If you have read um, any of, of revelation, it will delineate exactly what's ha what's going to happen. And this seems like it's happening. <laughs> it seems like it's happening. You know, that's why these zombie <laughs> movies, apocalyptic movies, all that. I mean, yeah. It's Mein Kampf all over again. Mein Kampf was used all over to control people.
Yeah, so we get ready for more to come. There's definitely more to come. Well, thank you, Jay, so much for your time. I really appreciate the time that you took to have this conversation with with me and with us and with everyone all all around the the world. We're happy that you and your family are safe and that you're healthy. And I'm wishing that for every single person listening to this podcast. I'm so grateful for you. And remember, as I always finish every single podcast, united we stand. Thank you so much for listening. Stay safe, subscribe, and review. We will come at you with many more topics. And remember, united we stand.